This is an episode that I have had to plan for and look forward to for a fairly long time. And if you've already read the title of it in the description, then you probably know why that is. But for those of you who are new here, my name is Chris, and I'm the host of the Whiskey Noobs podcast, which you are now listening to. And this is the podcast where you learn how to drink, and we also drink in order to learn some things. Today is going to be the latter half of that. We are going to drink in order to learn some things. Because today's episode is going to be, Is the Neck Pour Real? And that's the title of the episode because that's the thing that I'm really focused on. But also, I'm going to be looking into, does a bottle really start to taste noticeably worse when it's been sitting on your shelf for too long? So that's the other half of this. I'm not only checking... Does a bottle taste worse when it's brand new? I'm also checking, does a bottle taste worse when it's been on your shelf too long? So let's start with a little bit of background for both of those theories. The first theory, the neck pour, is pretty common nowadays. And what it essentially means is the first pour out of the bottle, which is usually called the neck pour, uh, is typically thought to be worse than the rest of the bottle. The reason it's called the neck pour is because it's the little bit of whiskey that's in the neck of the bottle. Even if it's not in the neck of the bottle, even if it's a bottle with no long neck and all of the whiskey is down in the same area, Not to be confused, that first pour will still be considered the quote-unquote neck pour. It's still what people are talking about when they say the neck pour. The neck pour is the first glass of whiskey that you have out of a brand new bottle of whiskey. And it is thought to not taste as good as the rest of the bottle of whiskey. And you might think that does not make any sense. If it's brand new, it should taste the best. The thought behind this is that whiskey needs to quote-unquote open up a little bit. And you've probably heard that spoken about wine as well. It needs to have time to interact with the air a little bit in order to get its, I guess I'm going to use air quotes a lot, real flavor, air quotes, real flavor. It needs to open up with that oxygen in order to get that flavor. That is the theory. I'm not saying I subscribe to that theory, but that is the theory. And the flip side of that coin is that it is also thought that interacting with air too much and being around too long can make your whiskey go bad. And this has been long accepted significantly more, I think, than the neck pour, at least in my experience. It has been fairly accepted that if a bottle sits on your shelf too long, it will start to taste different especially if that bottle is below the halfway point. Because by that point, there is more oxygen, or I guess more air, not necessarily oxygen, but more air in the bottle than there is whiskey, and it interacts with that air quite a bit more than it does when it's above that halfway mark. Above that three-quarter mark is even better. Um, So when it gets below that halfway mark, it's thought that your whiskey has not very long, maybe like six months, to last and then it's going to start tasting significantly worse and this is another thing that i've always wanted to put to the test i've always wanted to know is that actually going to happen if a whiskey sits around too long so in order to put both of these to an official test i actually have devised a blind tasting that will test all three conditions so i have in front of me three glasses labeled a b and c and in those three glasses but not necessarily in this order are a brand new neck pour from a bottle of Buffalo Trace, a pour from approximately the middle of a bottle of Buffalo Trace that hasn't been around very long. I've only had it for a few months. Um, And then there's also a pour from a very old bottle of Buffalo Trace, one that I know for a fact I've had for over a year. And 
I didn't originally, once I got that first bottle, that oldest one, I didn't plan on doing this with it, but I kept it for a while before I really realized how much age is supposed to affect your whiskey. And by that point, I actually got two more bottles and I thought, oh, cool. Now I can finish this old bottle. And I thought, well, what if I used it for a blind tasting like that? And since I had two new bottles, I thought, oh, this would be perfect. I'll drink down the first new bottle. And then once it's about halfway, I'll compare it to the new, new bottle. And so that's where this came from. And that's why I've been looking forward to this episode for a pretty long time. I'm pretty excited for it. I am especially anxious to see if the neck pour really makes a difference or not, because I have had experience with both of these. So I want to give you a little bit of background on my experience with the neck pour. My bias is going in, even though this is a blind tasting. So I have no idea which is which. Um, but I do want to talk about what I am expecting going in. That way, hopefully, I can be way wrong, and that would be really funny and cool to learn something from this blind tasting, or I'll be right on the money and we'll still learn something. So my biases going into this uh, are that I think both the neck pour and the aging can be real. I say can be because maybe it's not this way for every whiskey, Um, but I have experienced both of these especially the whiskey getting too old. I have experienced that where I actually tried the older whiskey a couple of times and was like, yeah, this still doesn't taste good. So it wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't just my taste buds being weird. It didn't taste good. Um, So I think that one's going to be real. I'm fairly certain that one's going to be real. We'll see, though. The neck pour I've only ever experienced once, and it easily could have been a fluke. I didn't repeat it. I didn't do it blind or anything like that. I had a whiskey, and I wasn't super impressed by it, and I went back to it later, and I was more impressed by it. I remember specifically being like, that actually was a lot more impressive than I remember it being. And there is a chance that that was because of the neck pour. There's just as equally a chance that it was my palate condition when I had had it the first time, whatever whiskey I had drank recently when I had it that first time, any number of things could have made it worse the first time and better the second time. If you've been around whiskey for a while, you know that drinking whiskey in different palate conditions gives you totally different experiences. But We are here to put that to the test, and that is what I am so excited to do. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. I am going to talk about glass A, glass B, and glass C. And if you want to know which is which, you could always skip to the end, and you could figure out which is which. Or you could just go on this roller coaster with me and see what you think. And that's what I'm going to do is just blind tasting. If I were you listening to this, that's how I would probably listen to it because I like the mystery of it. But if you're the type of person that likes to read the last page of the book before you finish the book, then skip to the end, figure out which is which, and then come listen to me talk about them and possibly make a fool of myself. Without further ado, let's talk about glass A. So at least for the nose, I'm going to nose them all side by side. Right off the bat, maybe I'm crazy, noticeable difference between the nose of A and B. I'm pretty sure B is a lot sweeter than the nose of A. Definitely smells sweeter. All right, let's try C. C to me smells about the same as B. So my initial guess, just off the nose, I haven't tasted anything yet. My initial guess is A is the old one. B and C, in no particular order, are the the young one and the neck pour. I'm calling the other one young, by the way. We got the neck pour. We have the one that's been aged way too long on my shelf. Not actually aged, but just gotten old on my shelf. And then we've got the one that I'm just calling young because it's not old, but it is open. So we got brand new neck pour, young, and old. 
My guess is that B and C are the young and the neck poor, not necessarily in that order, um, and that A is the old one, but we'll see. I'm going to try a tasting now. I am going to grab some water to make sure my palate is nice and cleaned off between sips. So I got my water here. Let's try in the same order. Let's just keep going in that order. Let's try A first. A definitely tastes like Buffalo Trace. Um, and I should add that I'm using Buffalo Trace, uh, not just because I had three bottles of it, but also because I drink Buffalo Trace a lot, and so I know what it tastes like. A, without a doubt, tastes like Buffalo Trace, but I do think it tastes harsher than I would expect. Maybe it's all in my head. I don't know. It tastes harsher than I would expect. Also, my palate's not warmed up. This is the first glass of whiskey I'm having tonight, so maybe my palate's just not warmed up at all. We're going to do a few rounds of these tastings, by the way, to make sure I'm really consistent. I'm not just going to taste these one time and then and then figure out which is which. So off the bat, A, definitely a little harsher than I would expect. Let's swish some water around in my mouth, and then we'll try B and see what we're thinking. B, once again, tastes like Buffalo Trace. It has that real sweet flavor to it, that nice sweet palate mixed with a little bit of rye spiciness to it. Just like I would expect, Still a little bit of alcohol harshness, and so my guess is either C is going to not be harsh at all, or maybe my palate's just not warmed up, in which case I'll try C, and then we'll loop back through them again. And then I'm also probably going to do some back-to-backs, like try B, try A. Uh, But for this one, I do want to cleanse my palate every time and try to go into it with a clean palate each time. So I'm going to switch some water around, and we'll try C. First impression, my initial reaction, C tastes the best. That could very, very well be because my palate got warmed up throughout those three glasses. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to work my way back up through the ladder. I'm going to do B, and then I'm going to do A. I'll come back to you after doing both of those and let you know my thoughts so far. B definitely tasted better. Uh, A still tasted rough, and so I actually did B, water, A, and then without water I went right back to B to really get a quick comparison while I still had that A flavor on my tongue. And I didn't cleanse my palate, obviously, but if they were the exact same whiskey in the exact same condition, B should taste just like A tasted. And it did not. Uh, B still tasted sweeter. I I did B, tasted a little bit sweeter. I did A, tasted harsh still, went right back to B, still tasted sweet. So there's probably something to this. I don't think A tastes as good. I'm very interested to see which bottle A came out of, but we're not quite done yet because I would like to try to decipher B and C. So far, I would say A tasted the worst. I'm going to go through now though, and I'm going to do some pretty in-depth tasting A to B, A to C, really make sure that A tastes the worst, and then I'll come back and then we'll probably do some comparing of B to C and really try to nail down which one I like the most, even if it's just all in my head. If, if B and C taste exactly the same, I'm sure in my brain I'm going to be able to say, ah, this one's a little bit better. But uh, it seems so far like they're pretty close. So we'll see. Okay, there is no doubt in my mind that A tastes the worst. Uh, and if it's the young bottle, the one that's not supposed to have anything wrong with it, I'm going to be very mind blown and maybe... I don't know, maybe it's just a bad bottle or maybe my taste buds are just not as good as I like to think they are, but it distinctly, distinctly has more of an alcohol tone to it, more of a burn. It almost smells, when I go to take a sip, it almost has like a nail polish remover scent to it. So I'm going to say that A is the worst because it distinctly has a different 
taste to it than the B and the C do. I think maybe B and C are different. I'm excited to really put them head to head to try to figure out which is which. But A, it almost just tastes like a lower shelf Buffalo Trace to me. It, it tastes like you would expect um, Benchmark to taste or something like that where the flavors are still there. And it still has that underlying tone that makes it Buffalo Trace. Like if I was drinking this on ice, I might not be able to tell the difference. But drinking it neat the way that I am, you can because that base of Buffalo Trace is still there. But it's hidden behind this cloud of alcohol burn and a different burn slash smell that's not just alcohol. Like I said, it almost reminds me of like... uh, acetone that you use to to remove nail polish from fingernails or uh, anything like that that has that chemically type smell to it that's what it's reminding me of which i'm guessing would make it the oldest bottle it's losing some of its flavor it's losing its characteristics because it's evaporating that would be my assumption maybe i'm completely off base but my guess that I'm going to lock in is that A is the old bottle, or at least I'm going to distinctively say A is the worst bottle. So I'm interested to see which one it is. But I'm going to I'm gonna set it next to the old bottle for now because I think that's what it is. All right, I'm going to do a little bit more in-depth of a tasting with B and C here, and let's see what I think. I am leaning towards B tasting the best, but it's really close. I'm not done tasting the two yet before I officially lock in my answer. But I feel like maybe C does have just a tinge of that flavor uh, that I was talking about with A that made it a little bit worse. But the fact that C has a tinge of that flavor and isn't a different type of bad would lead me to think maybe C is the young bottle and B, sorry, B is the brand new bottle and maybe B tastes the best. Maybe the neck pour is complete crap. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Some of you might have skipped ahead already and you're already like, yeah, that's it. Or no, you're completely wrong. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm making all this up. Maybe it's all in my head because I'm overanalyzing it. A, I think I would like put money on A tastes different objectively. If it's not an old bottle or a neck pour, then it just, something's wrong with the bottle. I don't know. It tastes distinctively different to me. We'll see. I'm locking that in. That's that's risky to say, but I'm locking that in. So I'm going to do a little bit more B and C, and I'll be back. I'd also say I'm, I'm re-nosing them a bit, and I'd also say that B has a better nose. I think if I can get my nose into it more without as much alcohol burn as I can with C. I think with C... I can go about the same proximity from the whiskey and I get alcohol burn more from C. Or in other words, I can get my nose closer to B without the alcohol burn. Whereas with C, I can start to feel that that tingle in your nose that, that tells your nose, oh, you're, you're smelling alcohol right now. I'm kind of getting that from C, uh, but I will continue tasting that. But that was just an observation for the nose I thought was interesting. So maybe there is something to this. I don't know. I'm going to taste them again and we're going to find out. One little blurb about the neck pour that I just want to kind of throw in here uh, while I'm doing my tasting is I should mention the neck pour is not just openly accepted by everybody. Uh, It is something that is debated as to whether or not it's real. And the whole principle of it, the fact that the whiskey needs to age a little bit, needs to oxidize a little bit or mix with uh, the air a little bit in order to taste better, kind of flies in the face of the other one that we're testing, then a whiskey gets old. It kind of flies in the face of that because 
you're almost saying that mixing with the air, being exposed to the air, is a good thing. Whereas with a whiskey getting old, you're saying it's a bad thing. Now, that's not to say that both couldn't exist. Uh, they absolutely could because I think the theory is they the whiskey needs to interact with the air a little bit in order to open up, but it does not need to interact with the air nearly as much as it does when it's been sitting on a shelf for far too long. So I think that's the theory, but it is an interesting little fact I wanted to throw in there. And it definitely indicates um, the weakness in the argument that has led to some serious division online. There are people who are very much on both sides of the fence and say the neck pour is completely uh, false and not real and in people's heads. I'm hoping to figure out for myself if I believe that to be true or not through this episode. But I don't think this will be definitive either. I think if I guess correctly, like even if I, let's just say, I knock it out of the park and I guess completely correctly, um, and I say, oh yeah, the worst one's the old one. My anticipation would be the worst one to be the old one. The neck pour to be better, but still not as good as the young bottle, and the young bottle tastes the best. Um, even if I was completely right about that, I'd still have to try this again to be like definitively, oh, the neck pour is real. Um, and then there's also that curveball where the C tastes kind of bad in the same way that A does, which would lead me to believe maybe age just makes it worse and the neck pour is not a real thing. The newer the bottle, the better. That's also a possibility. But um, I'm going to continue this tasting, but I wanted to throw that in there to make sure everybody's aware of the background of the neck pour. And this is not just an openly accepted thing quite yet. Uh, so we're going to try to do a little experiment and see if I think it's real. But I think further investigation might be needed, especially maybe with some other whiskeys. All right, I am ready to lock my answer in, and then we're going to get to the results as well as my reaction to the results. So, <clears throat> undoubtedly, I think B smells and tastes better than C. B, as soon as it hits your palate, has a distinct sweetness that I would attribute to Buffalo Trace, a distinct like it's sugary water almost. C seems to have almost that exact same. And let me remind you, A or B and C are so much closer to each other than A was to B or C. I want to make that very clear. Uh, but C has a similar sweetness when it hits your palate, but there's like this little tinge of chemical type scent slash flavor that I think I'm getting with it. Ethanol, somewhat like a cleaner or like I said, like acetone, just a tiny bit, so much less noticeable than A. Before I did this more in-depth B versus C tasting, like when I was just comparing A to the other two, I would have said B and C tasted the same. And I think I did mention that they tasted almost the same. They taste very similar, but I do think perhaps there's something to this and perhaps C tastes a little bit worse than B. That leaves me in a weird spot because I think C tastes worse than B. So which one do I think it is? I It could be that it tastes worse because it's the young bottle. The young bottle does have a little bit of age to it. Obviously, it's been open for a few months. Maybe those few months made it taste a little bit more like A. It could be that C is the neck pour, and that's what makes it taste worse. It hasn't had any time to open up at all. I'm very torn as to what I'm going to say each of them are. My hope is that B is the young bottle, the one that's been opened. It's not the neck pour, but it's not old. I hope that because I hope I can store my whiskey for as long as I have been storing it. That being said, if I was just drinking C without comparing to B, I wouldn't notice a difference. So you can store your whiskey for a while. 
I'm I'm really jumping back on both sides of the fence here, but I'm gonna go with instead of my gut, or I, I shouldn't say instead of my gut. I don't know where my gut's landing, so I'm gonna go with conventional whiskey culture, whiskey what 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 is accepted right now, and what's accepted right now is that the neck pour would probably taste worse than the one that's been open for a few months. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that C is the neck pour and that B is the young bottle because it tastes the best. It's been open for a few months. It did get some air, but it shouldn't have gone bad by now. That is at least what I would be led to believe. But I could really see it flipping the other way. Either way, C tastes worse than B. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe A is one of those. Who knows? But I am going to reveal to myself the results right now. So to lock in my answers, I think that A tastes the worst, C tastes a little bit worse than B, but really close to B, and B tastes the best. C and B, very close, A distinctly worse. Let's see which is which. How about that? So A is the old Buffalo Trace. B is the brand new bottle, and C is the young bottle. So definitively the old bottle the bottle that's been on the shelf too long absolutely tastes worse and i feel comfortable locking that in because i was very sure about that evidently based on this blind tasting the neck pour actually tasted better than the bottle that's been open for a little while so that is pretty amazing to me maybe the neck pour is not real it would probably take more experiments to determine whether or not it's real but this experiment would have it say that the neck pour tastes better than a bottle that has had a little bit of time to breathe. That is pretty amazing to me. And I think I think that's where my gut was leading. I'm not going to try to say that, oh, yeah, I was just that good and I just knew it. Like I said, B and C, very similar. If I tasted them side by side, well, I did just taste them side by side. If I had not tasted them side by side, I don't think I would know the difference. If I drank B today drank a whole glass of it, and tomorrow I drank a whole glass of C, I don't think I would have noticed the difference. If I drank a whole glass of the neck pour today, and tomorrow I drank a whole glass of the young bottle, I don't think I would have told the difference. But trying them side by side, the brand new neck pour bottle tasted better than the bottle that has been around for a little bit of time and gained a little bit of age. That is absolutely amazing to me. I was so excited for this episode. I was hoping I was going to find something like this out, and I did, to me at least. As always, palate conditions matter. Um, Everybody's going to have their own personal preferences, so that's going to play into it. But to me, this seems almost definitive. If I can repeat this with probably a different whiskey, I'm going to be very impressed by it. But this is just one experiment out of what may grow to be many. And I might do this again. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode and you want me to do this again because I'll happily do this again with a different bourbon or a different whiskey. But it seems to be fair that the brand new neck pour B was the best out of them. So to reiterate that, for those of you who skip to the end to try to figure out which is which, stop the audio right here. B is the brand new bottle, C is the young bottle that had a little bit of age but not too much, and A was the old bottle that was no good anymore. So that is the order that they go in, and I am pretty bewildered by it. So if you skip to the end, now go listen to all the tastings and hear my opinion on it, but 
I am mind blown. I'm so happy that I did this. Let me know what you thought of this. Let me know if you want me to do more blind tastings like this, specifically about the neck pour and a bottle being too old, because that is very impressive to me um, that especially with the A, that was very definitive. In between the B and the C, I think there was a difference. I don't think I would have really noticed it. But what's amazing to me out of that whole situation is that I liked the neck pour better. Uh, if B and C were switched, I would be like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe this isn't definitive. Uh, I don't know. But the fact that B was the best tasting one and was the neck pour would go against the hypothesis of the majority of whiskey drinkers or the majority of the online community that I have seen. So that's pretty cool to learn. Once again, let me know what you thought about it. That's all that I've got for this episode today. So make sure that you learn to drink. But as we did in this episode, sometimes you've got to drink to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, it only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list i will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month that way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes once again thank you so much for listening to the show the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol